Welcome to another episode of Startup Chats, the podcast where we have honest conversations with founders of businesses. So this week I got to chat with Lauren, a serial entrepreneur with a fascinating business history and, it has to be said, unrelenting positivity. I know I always say this, but I found this chat super interesting. We talked about her businesses, but mainly discussed the mindset and attitude required to succeed as an entrepreneur. So we covered quite a lot of ground in this. So from this episode, you'll take away the crossover between faith, hope and entrepreneurial vision, the different skills and mindset required during the initial stage of starting up a business and then moving on to running it, why creativity and entrepreneurialism are so intrinsically linked, how winning the battle with yourself is more important than external circumstances, and how important it is to build a business and make decisions based on your core values. Oh, it's also worth mentioning, if you hear a little growl here and there in the podcast, that's Lauren's lovely dog, Prince, not me. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Lauren, how are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How's your day been so far? Yeah, as I said, it started off not on the most positive. However, affirmations, good talking to myself, making a choice to be positive, and then it evolved really well. So okay, great. So you, you've ended the day on a on a more positive note than when I started it. Yes. Very good. Very good. Um, so could you give me the sort of two minute version of you from a, a business sense, if that's okay? Yeah. So I, it's difficult to explain yourself really in a few words. Um, however, I'm an entrepreneur, quite um, one that's probably had a, a few different ventures and projects on the go, so quite creative. I started my first business five and a half years ago, and it's been quite some journey, uh, some really good times, but also some really difficult and testing times. I have since then evolved into reinvesting into things like property. I'm doing a mini ministry for spiritual and motivation development. So through audiobooks and books. So that's been really fun. And then I have also, I've just been like quite trying new things, doing some coaching. Um, I have a recruitment business. I've been helping people with employment. And also it's quite a family run business. So I've kind of served my family through that. And I just say I'm a really humble down to earth person, like I really am. Um, I've tried to grow my business to a certain level of eight of us. And I decided that wasn't for me because it became too ego orientated and too many like processes and structures. And, and I couldn't cope with that. So I have um, kind of stripped that back and now more relaxed, have a few people working for me. And I enjoy that more and more of like a lifestyle person. Um, I like my freedom and yeah, love encouraging others. So I hope that, hope that helps. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Okay, so that's really interesting. I, I wanna I wanna come back to that like uh, that choice that you made to focus more on lifestyle rather than sort of mm -hmm. like and, and choosing how to structure your business in a way mm -hmm. that suits you. But before yeah. I go there, uh, so is the recruitment business that was that the first one that you set up five and a bit years ago? Yeah, so I actually have a really funny story of the start of the business. I actually tried to start to do sportswear and I was super, super passionate. So I would technically say that was my, my first business. I was so passionate about it. I even sourced all of the products from China, did photo shoots. I loved it. However, I have to be humble to admit that that didn't provide the lifestyle that I needed at that time. Um, so then I had to evolve into recruitment because that was my career. So I'd done that for like three years prior to that. And it was something that I could just do. So 
yeah that's how I started okay that's really interesting because I think a lot of people do that they especially for their first business they take something that they are either doing or that they know quite well and expand on that so so that's what so you'd already worked in recruitment what yeah. what was the like mindset shift had you always known that you wanted to set up your own thing or was it as you were working that you thought I need to do my own thing it was totally intuitive. And I remember the pinnacle point where I was in the office and I, I remember I can, I can put myself in that in those same shoes and I was looking out the window and I all I can remember is feeling really trapped mm. and feeling like I was this creative soul that was in this nine to five. And I just remember looking out the window and thinking, I've got to take a risk. And I was more of like a risk taker when I started. I didn't really think with logic, I just did it. Um, but it got me to where I am today. Okay, cool. I like that. Yeah, I think a lot of people have that same trapped feeling and yeah. think this can't be like, this can't just be it, you know, yeah. they want to go and do something else. Okay, so, and then what was that first, like, taking that plunge? What was that first, let's say like year, like when you moved from working in recruitment to setting up your own company? What was it oh. like? For any entrepreneur that's listening to this, it's it's like the first year I think is the most difficult. So I had just got my first mortgage and it was literally a total risk. I didn't have um, a job, I just quit. So I had to make it work. There was no plan B, <laughs> like I sat in that coffee shop and I had to, I had to do it. Um, so that first year I think was kind of like the blood, sweat and tears where it's beyond the nine to five because it's 24 seven and you're just putting your heart and your soul into it because you want, you almost want the people that doubted you at the start. You want to be like, I told you it would work. It's, it's, I think it's the first year of, of real discipline. Mm. Um, some people are more of like a slow burner and they do the side hustle and that's perfect for them. Whereas for me, I, I had to do it. Yeah. Okay. I think that's an interesting like differentiation though. You're right. Because some people go, okay, I'll do my nine to five. And then in weekends and evenings, that's when I'll work on the side hustle or work on my own business. But for you, you felt it's got to be all or nothing. It's probably wiser to do the side hustle. It really is. Like slowly adjust. Whereas with me, it was like, "Ah." yeah, but I suppose it forces you, doesn't it? It forces you to focus on it. And I think that what you said as well about the it's not just replacing a nine to five for somebody else to a nine to five with for you. It's yeah. like you go from nine to five to a 24 seven because yeah. you have to give it, give it your all. But yeah. then did you find that what, what was the point at which you stopped needing to do that? How far in were you when you went, okay, now I've got this thing up to speed. Realistically th- about two, three years, about three years I'd reckon. Mm. Um, and now I, I call it balance. Now I'm at that place where I can be like, do you know what? I'm going to have an extra cup of coffee and read a book this morning, or I'm going to finish it a bit early. But at the start, I think there's so much more to do than the actual one thing. It's like, you've got to do the sales, the marketing, yeah. the brands, you've got to network, you've got to like spin all these plates. Um, so that doesn't really make room for much else. Whereas I think when you evolve, you find that peace and that balance. Yeah. Okay. And, and did you find that initial period, you talked about needing the sort of discipline. What yeah. other, like, did you have other sort of mindset tricks where to, to motivate you? And it's interesting. You talked about the, like, uh, going against like the haters and like the doubters and using that as like a grit to get through the difficult days. But was there anything yeah. else where that you used to, to be like, okay, I'm going to get through this three years. 
I have quite a strong faith. You probably might have some insight into that. So that definitely helped. It really did. It kept me positive and having faith and hope, even when it looked hopeless. Um, I did also join a support network um, of an accelerator. So that definitely helped with the structure of the business. Okay. So that was called Entrepreneurial Spark at the time. So I could meet other entrepreneurs, hear their stories, share ideas. That was really useful. And then the business kind of it evolved more to like, um, not like an SME, but we just grew through that stage in life. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's really okay. So you use that support, not only like internally, but externally as well, getting support from, okay, that's really interesting. And what, what was the like, what's your biggest win from those first few years? Where, where do you have a moment where you thought, okay, I feel like, now, now I'm sort of the, the stress has gone down a bit. Now I'm ready. Did you have something like that? For me, it's always been the same response. If someone says, what's your, your best achievement or what's been the best thing of the business? It's 100% having helped my family mm. and having my mom have her own home office. My sister's joined us temporarily. And for me, the humility in that is, is tremendous. Like, I don't think anything for me personally can top that. Mm. Um, so that's probably the, the response to that. Yeah, that's a, that's a really fascinating driver though i'm really feeling that that because lots of entrepreneurs that you talk to you know they have a and i'm sure you have it as well but that sort of freedom driver the autonomy driver lots of people will have that you know the hopeful money driver eventually but i don't speak to many people who have such a strong uh like family driver and like a, a want to look after and help your family that's really interesting i wonder whether is that is that has that always been there Probably when I found faith and, and God, those values started to grow within me, really. Yeah, so. yeah. That's really, I, I really like that, um, the crossover there, especially when you were talking about hope, because yeah. I think as an entrepreneur, it, it sort of aligns with like vision, right? Yeah. And needing to stick to your vision. But also, um, I remember somebody saying before how if you're an entrepreneur, you have to be positive because you have to be expecting the future to be better than it is today because you're helping yeah. to build that future. Hopefully you're building yeah. a business that will last into the future. So yeah. it's interesting that, that that you have that crossover with faith, but also a sort of entrepreneurial trick in itself, which is that hope and faith in the future. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was studying that this morning. That's so funny. I stood without being geek, but I studied on Hebrews and it says that actually faith is the hope for things not yet seen. So we have to believe in the invisible because it will be visible, yeah. you know, if we keep believing. Yeah. And you're almost taking people on that journey as well, right? Because, um, Again, some I think it was Naval Ravikant who I always talk about. I highly recommend Naval. Um, Naval Ravikant. He's this uh, tech entrepreneur and investor, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I always talk about him. And and he said something about needing to bring people on that journey, yeah, and uh, having like that that sort of faith in yourself and in your product or service or business or whatever it is to the point yeah. where some people might doubt it. Some people will put a question mark over it or they won't even like sort of like it but he says that that is actually a good thing sometimes yeah. because it proves that you are slightly ahead of the market maybe you know if if everybody goes oh yeah that's a great idea then probably it's already been done yeah. but if a few people are like that's not going to work or you yeah. can't do that 
then it just proves that you are slightly ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I'm listening to your podcast thing, or it's like an audible called Crazy Faith. And he, this lad is like anything that seemed crazy at one point, look at it now, like with phones, with airplanes, you know, that was once an idea. So I totally connect to that. Yeah, okay. Okay. Really interesting stuff. So let's let's talk about as we sort of progress through the timeline into the latter sort of stage of your time with the recruitment. So yeah. what what was the shift there that you talked before about wanting to scale back? So yeah. what what was the driver for that? At what point did you sort of notice that things weren't exactly how you wanted them to be? Uh, unexpected moments in our lifetime we try and plan for certain things and then there's just some things that just sweep us off our feet and we have to deal with them there and then Mm. so that happened with my business it was totally unexpected and I think it affected me more as the entrepreneur and it opened my eyes to certain things and after that I don't think I was ever the same um I think for me, I feel more comfortable reinvesting into different investments. And I say that to be, you know, I, I'm, I'm grateful for my recruitment business. I really, really am. It helps my family. It helps other people. But for the long-term vision that I have for my family, that's reinvesting into other things that I am passionate about, like property and audiobooks. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it, I say the change was sudden because of what happened in our business. And then from there, I had to slow things down and let a few people go. And it was really humbling, but it, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. And I hear that a lot of that. So you had to adapt to change, yeah, basically. Adapt, and, yeah. and you had to be willing, I suppose, and quick to adapt to whatever whatever happens. Yeah. Okay. And I think I think that is a good point because there's, you know, businesses will often fail when they don't, when they aren't willing to adapt. Yeah. You know, I, I think it is Bezos who talks about like, you have to stick to the big vision, but yeah. be willing to adapt all of the small details. You know, yeah. as long as you've got the clear vision and you stick to that, everything else can be changed and adaptable. Um, okay, and so you when that, that happens- you're a visionary person. What's that? Would you say that you're a visionary person? Like, do you have visions? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. I like the sort of, big picture occasionally I, I don't mind getting lost in the sort of nitty-gritty of uh of the detail but on the whole I like the the I, I like the sort of like the big ideas and uh yeah think about that I have too, too many of them which gets very uh it's like idea paralysis like which one do you which one do you pursue but actually that that's an interesting point to come on to so how did you once you decided that uh you're going through that stage with the recruitment business how did you then pick what to look at next? What was that process for you? In terms of my other projects? Yeah. Real honest answer here. (laughs) And this is like the corporate life. So if anybody's listening to this that has worked in that corporate industry, I feel like you get to a certain point and then it just takes a part of your soul and you're like, oh my life. And I just, I doing recruitment and that corporate was not satisfying me fully in in terms of my soul and my creativity. I I feel like what I've had a profound revelation sorry that's Prince (laughs) I feel like I've had this profound revelation that entrepreneurs are very creative beings Mm. and the reason why we start a business is because we're creative so we try and find new ways of doing things and just because we start our business doesn't mean we need to be in that same role of CEO for another eight years you know we need to evolve and to keep awakening that creativity within us so that's why I started thinking, oh, I can start writing some books or I can start doing some audios or I, I love photography currently. Like I, 
I just think that we, we shouldn't put that into one specific thing. Does that make, does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. I think it makes perfect sense. I, yeah. I hit, I've heard that. Um, I think the guy who, have you ever heard of Huel? Huel is sure, like, yeah. yeah. So the is guy, it, I think it's Julian. Is it like food and drink? Is that right? Yes. That? Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like plant-based yeah food basically um that's doing it a disservice but uh they yeah create a drink that is a meal in one in some i did i see that yeah that's that right, right? Yeah. yeah it's like all, all the sort of right nutrients and everything and balanced carbs and protein in a in a drink um and but he's he said the same so uh i think his name's julian and he set it up and he recognized that uh that it's a very different skill set setting up a business and having that energy and that vision and that creativity to running and managing a business. Totally different skill set. The, co the company where I work at the moment has has that actually really well because they've got the chairman who set up the business. He's the big ideas guy, visionary, and then yeah. the managing director runs the business and is brilliant and all that detail yeah. making sure you know all the process is right everything's on time um i felt a very similar i sort of left my previous business which i helped to set up because yeah. i just got to that running state it was doing well and i felt that it needed something new to yeah. kick start into the next phase basically um but I, yeah it's a really interesting point because i do wonder what the crossover with entrepreneurialism and creativity is yeah. I, I feel that a lot. Like I feel that sort of need to create, um, yeah. and whether it's businesses or whether it's, yeah, like you said, like photography or yeah. writing or music yeah. or uh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. And so tell me more about the, what, what's the, the V books that I've, I've seen. So that's another prime example of how an idea can evolve into something so different from its seed form. Mm. It started off like eBooks and um, eventually I managed to find out how to publish them on Amazon and Kindle. So if anybody is listening that wants to learn how to do that, I can help them. Mm. And I just found a real passion for it. I love encouraging others, motivating them. And I find a real fulfillment from helping like you achieve your dream or achieve your vision. Mm. I, I just love that process. So I started writing books and then I found that the audios did better. People wanted to listen more. Um, so I recorded them in a studio and we're just about to release our third one. So that's on the topic of dreams. Okay. Oh, exciting. <laughs> and so how have you found that? Because that must be a totally different yeah. like day. So, you know, a day of running a recruitment business, how different is it? How different are your days now then? So I, I'm quite a routine person. So my routine this week, I wrote to have Friday as a V-book one because I have to be in a different mindset, a different space. I have to be in my spiritual, you know, that rather than uh, recruitment and stuff. So I find that I have to set the time to do it. Okay. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you have a specific like routine and that helps. Yeah, it does help. And sometimes I have those inspiration moments though where I'm like, oh, I've got to write. Um, but I think giving myself that space, it kind of, I don't know, it awakens creativity. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But so, so throughout your, cause I'm trying to draw the threads now, cause it's really interesting that you've gone from like a, yeah, the recruitment side to the sort of more obviously creative side. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so you've still got that discipline, but what other like mindset tools are you using to, cause you're, you're obviously like a self-starter, right? You don't have a yeah. boss. So what's the thing that you use when you are 
when you wake up and you're tired and you just can't be bothered and you don't have a boss so you could just spend all day in bed or watch netflix through to your heart's content what what do you what tricks do you use to stop that so this, I think, you know, when we spoke about the thing, the first year is the blood, sweat and tears. Then the third year, you, you tend to find a little bit more balance. I feel like we build our own habits and routines. So that first year, you, I like laughed when I woke up this morning because I said, what's happened? I said, what's happened to me? I used to be up at like 5.30 in the gym for 6.30 in the office. I, I was like a robot. Whereas now I am more relaxed. Like if I want to have an extra cup of coffee and read a book, that's all right. But I think it's, the pressure's good sometimes because it makes us do those things. And I just think it's part of who I am. Like I'm quite a positive, self-motivated, disciplined person, but I do do a lot of work on myself. I do study, like most mornings I try and study like scripture or read a positive book or listen to a podcast. Mm. And I think that's a discipline in itself, isn't it? To make a choice, like we can either put the TV on and watch a film or we can invest in our mindset. You know, it's choices. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think you're right on the like creating your own habits and routines is important because everyone's will be different. But having routine, I think is important. So it doesn't matter exactly what it is, whether you yeah, wake up at five or whether you wake up at eight, whether you know, again, like um, Bezos was talking about how he gets up and he, he potters for sort of three hours in the morning. So he'll make some tea, chat to his yeah. kids, just chill. You know, he's not like a up at five and, yeah. out and you know, hard. and then he makes decisions from sort of nine till one. And then he stops because he says his decision-making ability, you know, he's got to be on the decisions. Um, but so that routine works for him. But what I think what I'm hearing is that you've just sort of got to create a routine that works for you. it's self-awareness isn't it it's understanding us as an entrepreneur when am I most productive when can I be creative and and just kind of understanding ourselves and then building our business essentially around us yeah yeah that's interesting and I suppose it it like allows you to as well that's one of the benefits of being an entrepreneur is that but I think you're right that as an entrepreneur you might find that it's easy to slip just into let's say a nine-to-five mentality Whereas actually, maybe you should take the time to reflect on when do you work best? Like figure out, are you a, I need to do three hours of head down in the morning and that's when I'm most productive. Or are you like a wait to the afternoon, have a lunchtime gym session, then, you know, you'll do your creative work or, yeah, okay. That's really fascinating. And so what's, what's been your biggest challenge so far? What, what's been the biggest moment where you've, had the most self-doubt uh, or the most like, I've got to throw throw in the towel? I think me personally, I always think what is happening in our lives is kind of a reflection of what's going on in here. Mm. <laughs> so I think when things are maybe, you know, wobbly or something like that it's what's going on in my mind. So am I doing enough positive study? Um, am I believing in myself as much you know these types of things so I think the challenges is always on the entrepreneur it's on where we're up to with our mindset um have we got the right support system around us um that's probably my question my answer to that question circumstances what's happening within us yeah okay so and throughout your journey that's been the 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 moments that have been the trickiest is when you've got to battle with yourself rather than like an external 
thing that's happening yeah 100 and i still i still have to now it's forever learning for i think this journey is you're forever evaluating your strengths your weaknesses where can i improve mm. it's a real humbling journey i think yeah. <laughs> it really is. yeah and i suppose you have to like you said because it was all on you as the entrepreneur you have to work on yourself almost relentlessly because if you don't believe in you like if you don't believe in you yeah. How is anybody else going to believe in you? Yeah. And so many people, when they're sort of either investing in a startup or whether they're deciding to join a business, will look to the entrepreneur almost more than what the business is. You know, if you watch something like Dragon's Den, so many times they'll say, I'm actually investing in you because I believe in you almost more than they believe in the product or the service, you know? You know, I made a choice. This is crazy. I don't know if you know this. James Khan, we need, we had an offer of him to invest in our business and it was at the final rounds and I actually said no. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, <laughs> wow. That. Yeah. Tell me why. So why? What was that decision process? <laughs> so we went through the whole process. We went to London, we did the pitch and we had an offer and I think I'd have 49% of my own business. So they had 51. Hmm. And when we went to the office, Jordan, who was our FD at the time, he said, Lauren, have you noticed it's 6pm and people are getting their lunch at their desks to, you know, finish eating their dinner and, and then doing the work. And he was like, you really need to think about your values. You you will, you'll go back into the nine to five, but more. And I just had to really seek God <laughs> and be like, right, this is the path that I'm going to choose. And I decided to choose. Yeah, I didn't go with them. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but, and, this would probably be so much better right now, but I'm all right with that. <laughs> I can sit and work in a tracking. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that, but that again, that is really interesting because that is say, saying to me that you are making decisions based on your values more than anything else, more than any, anybody else's values. So you're right. Like externally, someone might say, why aren't you going for an investment with this, you know, dragon or whatever? But that's because that's their values and their yeah. values might be, I just want to maximize my cash. So it feels like another really important point for entrepreneurs to think about is what is the reason you're going into this? What are your values and stick to those because yes. then you can help shape your business around those rather than external influences, which is something that I think, do you know who Stephen Bartlett is? Uh, yeah, I do. He wrote a book recently. I, I haven't read it yet, but I've seen him. Is Social Chain, is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. And, and his his book is good because he talks about that as well. The like, because he made the similar decision. Social Chain was going really well. And yeah. then he decided to leave it because it just wasn't good for him anymore. Yeah. You know, and again, loads of people are like, you're walking away from a multi-million pound business, blah, blah, blah. And he went, it wasn't, you know, it changed and it wasn't for me. You've got to stay true to who you are. As an entrepreneur, you have to stay true to who you are because if not, you'll end up living somebody else's life. And the whole reason why you started your business was for the freedom. And yeah, I just, I really preach that. Stay true to who you are. Yeah, okay. There's some really interesting stuff coming out, isn't there? That like, it's that self-mastery, so self-discovery of who are you, what drives you, what are your values, being able to discipline and motivate yourself and then stick to it, even when you'll have loads of outside influences, loads of different people wanting to get involved, telling you how to do different things, but yeah. sticking to your guns is is really important. Yeah. So, okay, so wait, but on that, 
how do you then take external advice? So it feels to me like you have a really clear idea of who you are, your vision, your values. If somebody says something that goes against those, are you just a blanket like, no, I know what I'm like, like a sort of Steve Jobs, right? Like, I know what I want and I'm going for it. Or how do you take that external advice? I'm definitely more open now and I have to be respectful of somebody else's way of seeing things because actually that could have an idea that the business needs or, you know, a hundred percent would always be respectful of other people and what they have to say. But I think in terms of decision-making, always go with your intuition. I cannot, I cannot preach. I keep saying the word preach, go with your intuition because I've had decisions that I've had to make and I've always gone with my gut and the gut is always right. But I do think it's wise to have like counsel and advisors and people that may have been there before. But you have to remember you're paving the way. Mm. And that that same thinking, you know, who's to say that businesses doesn't like our generation doesn't digitally evolve again. Those I call them God ideas. We need to listen to those and follow those. I read something this morning, actually. <laughs> I get really passionate because when we have an idea from above, that's that that's the uniqueness isn't it it's the unique selling proposition it's something that hasn't been done before so we need to stay true to those okay yeah and so does that mean end up like every other business you know yeah okay and so that means you have to you also have to be in the right frame of mind to be able to like receive those as well right which comes back to that self-mastery yeah. thing be through another person it could be through another person but you've got to have the intuition to be responsive to that yeah okay and so do you, do you still have a uh like support network of uh like mentory type people that you talk to totally honest and raw i actually part of the reason why i felt low this morning is i don't really have that anymore okay. and it's something where i think you go through stages in entrepreneur you might have been through this where sometimes you feel like the lone wolf because one nobody understands me <laughs> too I've got to like you go through that process and then you do meet like-minded people and I think it's incredible to be around entrepreneurs because we're creative and but I'm probably in a place right now where I'm like not like a little lost sheep but I do miss that I miss having people that I can trust and I can go to so that's probably quite a struggle of mine at the minute okay yeah and that's yeah I think I hear that a lot that like lone wolf the feeling like you're totally on your own and that well like you said that can be the hardest bit of it is it's less the external influences and more the personal battles and like mindset battles where you start to doubt yourself and you think this is ridiculous who am I like I'm just one person who am I to be able to do all this stuff but Mm -hmm. yeah I think it can be useful to have that support network um, but like you said, to find the right people to influence you, which can be really tricky because, again, their values might not align with what your values are. You know, yeah. uh, in, in my previous business, there were we had some investors and that that totally changed how it worked because suddenly yeah. you had and obviously and they were you know very intelligent, very well established figures in the market that we were in. But then it obviously caused will always cause some sort of tension when values don't align or vision doesn't align and and that you've got that sort of combat going on um okay and so what does the next like five years look like or let's go sooner what's the next year look like to you in an ideal world and then what's the next sort of five years look like 
See, this is, this is a difficult thing, Alex, because if I say what I wish to happen and it doesn't happen, I'm going to take that really difficult. I'm not going to be able to handle that. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to make it happen. So I'm going to be accountable to this now. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and everybody the, listening will be... What we'll do is we'll check in in a year and we'll see where, where we're at. All right, you're my coach now. <laughs> uh, in a year's time, so I have invested into... a a beautiful Airbnb and the vision is that this will be fully let. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to live yet. I'm quite a free spirit, (laughs) but I think I'd love the business to, I've been growing it again and it's been doing well. Like we had a bit of a, not a blip, but I probably put my focus into other things. Whereas now we're growing as a recruitment business. So it'd be great to see what happens with that. Whether I could get someone that fills my shoes so I can focus on property um, or if I can just be part-time in that whilst I invest more into like Airbnb and stuff, mm. that would be the vision. Happily married, <laughs> happily married and off on my honeymoon. <laughs> that, yeah, that would be the dream. Okay. Okay. And, and what about from like a, uh, like V books perspective as well? So I am just about to launch my third one. So I'm so excited. The first two are like spiritual motivational ones. And then this one is all about dreams. So a very interesting subject if you want to learn about that. Um, So I'll be releasing that at the start of January. So I think it's January the 3rd. And so I'll probably have written probably another couple in between that time. Hmm. Uh, So stay tuned for that. Okay. I mean, I'll be listening to the the dreams one because I have a lot of dreams every night yeah. and I'm always I was I was considering keeping like a dream journal because every morning I wake up and I'm like what the hell did that mean <laughs> why was it so weird <laughs> well this does have a part in it where you can write your dreams in it at the back so okay. yeah uh, like, clever, clever or listen to it on audio yeah 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 and and how are you getting it out there how are you uh like marketing yourself because it's, it's a totally different industry mm. this is like a bit of imposter syndrome <laughs> it really is like I I had to be like this is marketing isn't it I was like go on this podcast you know it's marketing mm. I I do as much as what I can but I don't want it to look like self-promotion too much does that make sense yeah because yeah. I'm quite humble and I'm actually quite a private person I even doing I've been doing more on social media you might have noticed but a marketing intern has been doing that for me because I still I don't know what it is there's some sort of a limit there of like I don't want it to be self-promotion but I still want to promote the things that I'm doing how do I do that um you know I do my YouTube so I'm trying but it's still quite um could be at another level let's just say that yeah okay okay but I think yeah I mean it can be hard can't it to do that I think I don't know whether it's like a British thing, but sometimes it, it can feel hard to self-promote. Whereas in America, everybody does it in a way that makes me cringe a bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And so finally, what, like, if you had to give your top uh, advice, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> if you had to give your top sort of three tips or top bits of advice to entrepreneurs or want to be entrepreneurs listening, what would yeah. they be? 
So think of given one during our chat, and that was to stay true to yourself. And I'll add on to that and true to your calling. And I think we all have a calling and it's that inner voice. And some of us even listen to it and we still do like the nine to five when deep, when we know that we've got like this calling, you've got to stay true to that. And the right door is always open. So stay true to yourself and true to your calling. Mm. And is this in terms of starting a new business? Yeah. Or just starting a new business? Two... I, I've said this before, but know your level of risk and then take that risk. So be self-aware and, and say, right, am I better off doing a side hustle and then starting my business or should I just take the risk? But take the risk, like do the doing. Like I always say to myself, you have the vision, but then you have to do, you have to have the discipline to make that a reality. So that would be my second piece of wisdom. And then my third piece was just to, I think this is more of a recent profound revelation that it's really simple, but you know, when people say it's okay not to be all right, mm. I think just to have that time where it's like, don't put all your this pressure on your shoulders. Like you haven't got to do everything within the next 10 minutes, like take it easy and enjoy this journey because before you know it, we're going to, we're going to have gray hair. <laughs> be wrinkly and um, you know we've got to live life and there's this there's a verse on my mind and it's ecclesiastes 9 9 and it says we need to enjoy life like we have to that is our gift mm. to, to work and to be disciplined but then to enjoy it so that would be my wisdom <laughs> great i think that's a great piece of advice <laughs> and uh yeah lastly where where can people find you so if people are interested in vbooks or or anything else what are your what where can people find you so you can go on linkedin and just type in lauren valor you could go onto instagram and do the same i think it's al al valor um my recruitment business is hk recruitment if you just google us we should pop up and vbooks if you just literally type vbook into audible or amazon you should be able to find us Great. I have a gift. I've got a gift. Oh, cool. So for any re any listener, if they wanted to, I will give them a free audio. All they have to do is DM me saying gift, and I will send a free audio of their choice. Great. Oh, thank you. That's the first uh, That's the first gift of the podcast. There you are. <laughs> Great. I encourage anybody listening to do that. <laughs> um, brilliant. Well, Lauren, thank you so much. It's been great. Ooh, thank you for having me. I'm really grateful. Thanks so much for listening and do check out Lauren's offer for a free audiobook and drop me a message if you take it up. As ever, if you like this podcast, follow it, leave it a review, get in touch, all that good stuff. See you next time.